Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we have listener questions, we have headlines, and we have Coinbase giving away $1.2 million in Doge. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, June 4th, 2021. I have a quick LASIK update for you. Went to see the doctor this morning. Doctor said everything is good. So there it is. I can see. Would I recommend this procedure? 100% if you can afford it. Again, go back to my original statement. I think I made it last week. It's like it's a 10-minute procedure by a big machine. I wish it was cheaper and accessible for more people because it's honestly a miracle procedure. You have to go through years of contact lenses and glasses and and what your insurance company will accept, will not accept, will buy, will not buy, will reimburse, will not reimburse. And it's like, just give everybody the procedure so they can see crystal clear. Moving on to another topic. What do you think of Elon Musk and everything that he's doing in the crypto space? Positive, negative, good, bad, his tweets should be banned from Twitter, should be banned from crypto. (laughs) What is your opinion? You know, you hear a lot of opinions from, you know, media companies, obviously, But also these crypto influencers, in air quotes, have their opinions. But what about you? What about the podcast listener? What about the decrypt reader? What about the person that's going to work every day and putting their hard-earned money into cryptocurrency? What do you think? Send me an email and give me your opinion. I was very happy to see how many emails were sent about the ASA when it came to the ads in the London Underground. And I want to capture that lightning again. And I will read some of those on air. So send me an email, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co, and tell me your thoughts on Elon Musk. Now, to those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 11.40 Eastern Standard Time. Running a little bit behind today. Bitcoin, it's sitting at $36,963. Down 4.3% in 24. Ethereum, $2,657. Down 5.2%. Tether, number 3. Binance Coin, $389. Down 6.8%. Cardano, number 5 at $1.71 down 6.5%. Running off the top 10, we have Dogecoin, XRP, Polkadot, USDC, and Uniswap. Total market cap, we're at $1.65 trillion in a BTC dominance of 41.8%. Moving into listener questions. Eric wrote in and asked, since stablecoins and cryptocurrency are given their worth based on the US dollar, at least in America, what happens to cryptocurrency if the US dollar crashed? Thank you for that question, Eric. But let me ask you a question. Isn't the U.S. dollar crashing right now because of inflation? If inflation is 2% year over year, or 4.2% is what the CPI is, or even more because of the reduced product that people are putting in their packaging, if it's cat food or bacon or whatever, and maybe we'll just talk about 8% inflation, is it not crashing? And what do you mean by crashing? The only thing that you could mean by crashing is inflation, something that happened to like Venezuela. Of course, that's an extreme example, hyperinflation, but inflation is always happening. So your question, I guess, is what happens to the value of your U.S. dollar or your stablecoin U.S. dollar if it has less buying power? Well, the question, well, the answer to your question is it has less buying power. It buys less of things. 
if you have to buy Bitcoin and Bitcoin is a deflationary currency and the price is going up in comparison to the US dollar, then you're buying less Bitcoin with your stablecoin. One dollar of stablecoins will equal less Satoshis in the future. And it always has been that way. I mean, of course, there's up and downs in the markets. But in the long term, I mean, one dollar could have bought you a lot of Satoshis back in the day. Right now, a lot less. And maybe it's just one dollar for one Satoshi in the future. So, Eric, on the flip side, that's why people are using Bitcoin as a store of value. A store of value is going to have increased buying power in the future. So one Bitcoin or actually let's use this example. 10,000 Bitcoin bought two pizzas from Papa John's back in the day, right? 10,000 Bitcoin will buy you Papa John's right now. <laughs> well, maybe not just all of Papa John's, but you probably can have quite a few Papa John's and a lot of pizza, plus a couple Lambos, plus a couple houses if you want. It buys you quite a bit. And that's the thing. It's a store of value. Well, at least that's the narrative. And that's what it's looking like over the past 12 years. It has been a store of value. The US dollar, not so much. So the question is, where do you want to keep your money? Where do you want to keep your value? Where do you want to keep your wealth? In something that is increasing in buying power year over year or something that is decreasing in buying power year over year? The US dollar decreases in buying power and the Fed says this is a good thing, 2% year over year. But we're seeing the actual decrease in buying power is 4% to 8% year over year as of right now post-COVID. So is the US dollar crashing? Very slowly, but it has always been crashing. Bitcoin, the opposite. Hope that answers your question. The next question comes from Ben. Ben asks, it seems like a lot of tokens today are simply governance tokens. I mean, you get no ownership over the project aside from voting and no right to the profit that it's earned. I suppose you only profit when the price appreciates, but I'm not really sure how it does this aside from people buying into it. This feels like a bit of a Ponzi-esque scheme to me. I just can't get over the fact that for some coins, you're not really owning or buying anything other than hype. Ben. Ben, that's a really good point. And some coins are very Ponzi-esque. But I also want you to deep dive into some of these coins as well, a little deeper. And also maybe into stocks as well. And I'm going to say this, and this is just a thought experiment. Obviously, I'm not going to say any names of any coins or any projects. But I do want to just you know point this out here. Let's take, for example, you who do have a governance token. A governance token is staked, and the staking is part of the proof-of-stake network that they have. Now, let's just say that staking, because most stake coins offer you a little bit of a return. It's kind of like buying a stock, and it pays you dividends, right? And with those dividends and with owning stocks, you also get a vote. I mean, well, the dividends are not... In well, the di dividends aren't inclusive to taking the vote, but you have the stock. It pays you, say, 2 to 4% in dividends every year, but also you get to vote on different things in the company. Now, how does that vote work out? Well, that's part of tokenomics, and that's how the companies are stru structured in when it comes to stock markets. And I don't really want to go into like how governance tokens work for the most part, but in a nutshell, there's different ways you could use your governance tokens to vote. The more tokens, the more votes, or there's a cap to how many votes you can get so that the more tokens just don't dominate all of the structure or the governance of the project but think of it as a dividends paying stock for example and also think about the project if it's just a project that's saying hey number go up then maybe it's not worth anything but if it's a project like a protocol that is building the infrastructure of like the cryptocurrency space or blockchain and DeFi and apps and dApps and different kind of you know companies are building on their product or the platform and you have a governance token that pays you a dividend I'm going to call it a dividend plus you get to vote in how the project rolls out 
I think that that's a pretty big investment into the future of a certain kind of infrastructure. And remember, there's no guarantee in the stock market and there's companies that are on the stock market or in cryptocurrency. So you are risking either way you look at it. I guess you just really have to look at what you're investing in, how does it work, what you think the future of it is, and if you have a good deal when you're hodling those governance tokens. If it's just governance tokens that don't pay you dividends, that you put it into a smart contract that you don't even know has vulnerabilities or not, and the company's just for, I don't know, number go up, then I would be very skeptical. But if the company is, say, a protocol, people are actually using it, it has DeFi, it has dApps, it has people going into it and building on top of it and trying to have smaller companies that come off using this protocol, plus it gives you an annual interest rate for staking your tokens, and you get voting for the protocol, I would say that that's a pretty good deal. And I wouldn't say that's a Ponzi scheme. However, there are definite Ponzi schemes in the crypto space, and you got to be careful. So I know that's a vague answer. I guess you just have to really understand the crypto project, really understand the token, really understand what they're doing with it, and really keep your eye on the ball. Because yeah, there are scams in the crypto space. Moving into today's headlines. Doge, $1.2 million worth of it is gonna be given away by Coinbase. And I'm gonna read this to you from the Coinbase website directly. Doge is now in Coinbase, and they're giving away $1.2 million in prizes to celebrate. Opt in and buy at least $100 in Doge on Coinbase by June 10th, 2021. You have between June 3rd, which was yesterday, and June 10th to buy $100 worth of Doge. But remember this, you have to opt in. The link is in the show notes. You have to go to Coinbase, log into your Coinbase, click this link to opt into the sweepstakes, make that trade $100 or more. Watch out because of the fees. I don't know if they're going to include the fees or not. So if you're going to make $100 worth of trades in Dogecoin, make sure that it's $110, covers the fees, and you still have $100 worth of Doge in your account. And then watch your inbox because on the 17th of June, they're going to send you an email to see if you won. So to sum this up again, sign into Coinbase, opt in, make the trade, and watch your inbox. Link is in the show notes. Good luck to you. And if you do win, please send me an email, tell me you won, come on the show, and talk about it. And if you're wondering if I entered into the competition, hell yeah, I did. And if I win, probably most of it will go into the campaign. I'll let you know if I win. This is actually a pretty cool story. Remember the YouTube video, Charlie Bit My Finger? If you haven't, search Charlie Bit My Finger on YouTube. It has almost a billion views on YouTube. Well, it was two kids, 14 years ago. A baby that bit his brother's finger. And his brother cried. His dad posted it on YouTube just to show his grandpa because he thought it was cute. It went viral. Everybody thought it was hilarious. These guys made so much money off this YouTube video that they were taking trips because of the royalties paid out from YouTube to them. But you know what? Because of everything that's happening in the NFT space, they said, we're going to sell this as an NFT. Well, they did and raised $760,999 in auction last month. You know, sometimes with NFTs, somebody just takes a screenshot or tries to auction off other people's work or other people's things in NFT. And it just is like, why are you doing that? That's not yours. It's theirs. Why are you auctioning it off? But the cool thing about this one is the family did it. And that money goes straight to the family. It's them. Why not? And that money is going to pay for the brother's university tuition. Harry is now 17. Charlie is now 15. Pretty cool. The National Tax Service of South Korea has announced that starting in 2022, some of its country's citizens and companies will be obliged to report their holdings on foreign cryptocurrency exchanges for tax purposes. 
The agency explained that the new rules will affect Koreans who have at least 500 million Korean won or $450,000 worth of cryptocurrencies in their overseas accounts by the end of each month. In the past, such requirements encompass foreign bank's deposits such as savings, stocks, bonds, funds, derivatives, and insurance products. But now, it's going to be cryptocurrencies. This starts January 1st, 2022. South Koreans, if you fail to report or underreport your digital assets, you can be fined 20% of their value. And if that value is 4.5 million and above, you can face criminal charges. And finally, the India cryptocurrency ban is just so interesting. And it got a little more interesting today because of the Reserve Bank of India. If you remember from the show last week, we said that the Reserve Bank of India pointed it to a Supreme Court case in India, of course, saying that cryptocurrencies can be traded and, you know, banks can work with exchanges to get people onboarded and offboarded. And they said, don't worry about a crypto ban. The Supreme Court already ruled on this. And then they come back this week and say, just because the Supreme Court said you can do it doesn't mean we're going to do it. We still think it's bullshit. And I just think that it's just absolutely mind-boggling. Why would you even bring up the Supreme Court case and then say, well, see, it's there, but we're not doing it. I made a prediction last week that a big bank in India will start working with cryptocurrency exchanges over there, and they will usher in the bull for India. Just give it time. The Reserve Bank is not going to be the first one, apparently. But I have confidence when one bank does, the dominoes will fall. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to DiemerForCongress.com, D-I-E-M-E-R for Congress.com. Donate to our campaign using cryptocurrencies or fiat. Thank you for listening. And until tomorrow, weekend update, happy hodling. <laughs>